and gentlemen, good morning and welcome back. It's a beautiful Thursday morning and it's time for another live episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. We started a topic last week as we were reminiscing on superstar Billy Graham's career and life. And we started talking about the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. There's room for four people on the side of this big old rock. Who are you picking? That's the topic of discussion today. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm sitting across from an American icon, a national treasure himself, the monumental man, Tommy Fierro. Good morning, brother. How are you doing? Wow. What an what a intro. Jumpin' Jay. Good morning. Beautiful day here in the state of New Jersey. We're getting ready for Memorial Day weekend. I know it's one of your favorite holidays, Jumpin' Jay. I know you like to man the grill. Hot dogs, burgers, a couple cold beers. We're having a party here this weekend in New Jersey. This Saturday night in Woodland Park, New Jersey. Out, big outdoor Memorial Day weekend show, Jay. Uh, it's called Garrett Mountain Mania. Now, Garrett Mountain in the northern New Jersey area is a famous landmark. And uh, we're doing a big ISPW outdoor event there this Saturday, and we've got a lot of uh, hype on all the different wrestling websites this weekend. If you Google it, Cheeto Santana has been added as the special guest referee ISPW heavyweight title match between Bull James and Rick Recon this Saturday. As you know, a lot of stuff went down at the 80s wrestling con show between those two guys. Well, Cheeto Santana has been signed to be the special guest referee. And he will be coming out of retirement to get in the ring to call this one right down the middle. And uh, almost every big wrestling website picked up the story. Tito Santana returning to the ring as a special guest referee for ISPW this Saturday night. Jumping Jay, super excited about it. That is a huge announcement because he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the guys that, you know, growing up, he was a constant on WF television. You always saw Tito Santana. So the fact that not only is he involved with ISPW, but he's climbing back between the ropes, wearing the black and white stripes. That's going to be a good show, Tommy. I'm happy for you. Yes, sir. Also, we have a special guest GM uh, for this Saturday's Memorial Day weekend show, and it's Hornswoggle. He's going to be the special guest GM for the night for ISPW. Also, Snitsky from WWE fame will go against Offa Jr. We've got a stacked show, including Crowbar issuing an open challenge to anyone. It's the Crowbar Memorial Day weekend open challenge. So all this and much, much more this Saturday, Woodland Park, New Jersey, at Garrett Mountain for tickets and more info. You can head over to ISPWWrestling.com. Big, big show this Saturday. But Jumpin' Jay, we're talking big today. We're talking about the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Yes, we started the conversation on last week's episode, and you brought it up to me this morning that you wanted to do this topic, and I was all for it. Now, I know last week we're, we didn't spend that much time on it, but you know we, we both agreed that Hulk Hogan needs to be on that Mount Rushmore, and I think that we both agreed that Stone Cold Steve Austin needs to be on that Mount Rushmore. Now, everything else, is, you know, my opinion, your opinion, and everyone out there listening's opinion, and I want to hear all the opinions. I mean, there's a ton of names 
that could, you know, possibly, you know, go into that spot, and that's The Undertaker, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Bruno San Martino, Ric Flair. There's a, a huge list. The Rock. So we want to hear what your Mount Rushmore would be. You can call us right now on the Wrestling Collector Slam line at 516-595-8295. Again, 516-595-8295. Let us know who you think the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling is. Jeff and Jeff, I said me and you both, I believe, agreed on Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin last week, correct? Yeah, as we were just kind of casually – uh, approaching this subject last week. Those are two names that both of us came up with uh, right off the top of our bat, and we might differ from that point. You know, I've been thinking about it all week, and I've got two other guys going on my mountain. Uh, you'll have room for two more on yours. And this is a hot topic among wrestling fans because this is a great debate. There's really no wrong answers. And as a wrestling fan, what I give as my answer today might be different than what I'll give a week from now. That's the beauty of this conversation is when you really dive into it and dissect the careers, the impact that these wrestlers have had on the industry, you could be swayed one way or another. You're limited to four spots. That's not a lot of spots. That's very tough to narrow down all the iconic wrestlers to just four spots on that mountain. But that's what we're going to do today. We're going to discuss it. And you can tell it's a hot topic, Tommy. We got the, the call line is lit up. We got callers upon callers upon callers. So I say we jump in, hear from some uh, listeners, and then you and I can weigh in throughout the episode. Are you ready, Tommy? Let's do it. All right. Up first, longtime friend of the show. Last week, he was vacationing in the beautiful Florida sunshine. Today, he's probably back up. Uh, in the New Jersey area, but we're connecting with Firefighter Brian. Brian, good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing good fantastic, morning. sir. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm up uh, back back in Long Island, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's good to be home, but uh, I, I was I was uh, dropping weight every day down there, sweating like a pig. So um, <laughs> you know, it was good. That was the good part about it. There was a lot of good parts. But anyway, both had their own pros and cons. But anyway, I'm glad you guys uh, dedicated a whole show to the Mount Rushmore's because you could go hours talking about this. Um, And I I didn't weigh in on it last week because I really want to concentrate on uh, superstar Billy Graham because I've always been a big fan. Uh, But I want to ask you, Tommy, okay? Now, let me ask you. Ace Darling is the first ISPW Hall of Famer, correct? Correct. Um, now, Chris Candido was inducted oh, at I'm the sorry, 80s. I apologize. Danny Morrison is the first inductee into the ISPW oh. Hall of Fame. Ace was the second, and then, yes, Candido this past uh, month at 80s Wrestling Con was the third. So, so you have three inductees. Okay. Now, let me ask. Correct. ISPW, Mount Rushmore. Who would you put on? Now, knowing you, Bonesty <laughs> would keep you out of it. Bonesty would keep you out of it if I know you. But of course, you would get. You would definitely get the George Washington spot. No question. Um, no, absolutely. But uh, ISPW, and, and we'll exclude you just for the fun of it. Uh, ISPW, Mount Rushmore. Of all time. 
of all time. Ooh, this is this is tough, and I'm gonna probably catch heat with some guys that don't make it. But putting me on the spot, putting me on the spot, I'd obviously Ace Darling would have to have to have a spot on there. He's a five-time ISW champion. Uh, I would definitely put uh, Inferno Kid, Danny Inferno. He would be on the Mount Rushmore. He was one of ISW's top guys for a, a really, really long time. Uh, I'd put Crowbar on there. Uh, Crowbar. Uh, was even Devin Storm back in the day, and uh, he, he'd be on there, and I'd probably do Danny Morrison. Uh, and there's guys on there like Bull James should be on there too, so it's, it's tough uh, to just do four. Uh, Bull rightfully takes one of those spots as well, so it, it's really hard to narrow it down to four just for an independent wrestling promotion like mine. So imagine of all time uh, a wrestling. So I'm interested in hearing everyone's, uh, Mount Rushmore. I, you you agree with us that both Hogan and Steve Austin should be on there, though? Well, well okay, T- Tommy. Here's the thing with with Mount Rushmores. Okay, My, it, for wrestling, it is so vague because how do you compare, you know, Hogan, Austin, Flair, Brett, whoever those guys to the previous generation? You know, Bruno, Fez, Rogers, O'Connor. Still hot, whoever. And then uh, I can tell, tell you why. Because I can tell you why. Because they made a hell of a lot. No disrespect to them, but they made a hell of a lot more money than those guys did. And at the end of the day, and, and again, the, the the business is a lot different now than it was back in 1960 or 1970. Right. But right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's all box office, right? I mean, Bruno. I mean, don't no disrespect Bruno. You sold that master Garden every month, you know. But Bruno San Martino didn't have 20 shirts like Stone Cold Steve Austin right. did or, or right. action That's figures why, like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 yeah. It's subjective. It's definitely subjective, it, you know? It's very subjective because, granted, yes, box office money is kind of really what it's all about. Uh, in my opinion, however, I think influence and how you change your game is just, is just as important. Because if it weren't for guys like, you know, Fez, Bruno, whoever, or even guys like Frank Gotch, George Hackenschmidt, we would maybe we may not be where we are today. And then you got Japan. I could think of at least five guys off the top of my head who could compete for a Rushmore spot from Japan. Then you got Mexico, El San you know, it's it's so vague, but I'll say I'll say this. Okay, if you were to do a Mount Rushmore of a wrestling Mount Rushmore, anybody ever ever um associated with wrestling okay i would put of course mcmahon would have to be on there i would put hogan would have to be on there i shouldn't have to explain those two the other three i'd put the other two one spot gorgeous george gorgeous if it weren't for gorgeous george we wouldn't have maybe not have the heels we have today he set the standard for the heels and then the other spot I might have to say the Gold Dust Trio, uh, Ed Lewis, uh, Tootsmont, and uh, Billy Sandow, because if it weren't for them, who knows if we'd have a WWE today. But I'll make it fun. WWF Mount Rushmore, I'd probably, for, for just wrestlers, I'd probably have to say um, Hogan, Austin, Bruno. And that fourth spot, there's a lot of ways you can go. I might have to say Cena. Because and it, it it kills me to leave off Undertaker, leave off Andre, Sean, Macho Man. Dina 
and Paul Heyman says this all the time, has anybody been a top name longer than Cena was? So you can make a very – so what What do you guys think of my wrestling Mount Rushmore and my WWF Mount Rushmore? Uh, for, for your WWF Mount Rushmore, I mean, it could very well be the, the, the regular uh, Mount Rushmore as well. I, you brought up two names that me and Jay have not even mentioned yet. See, this is why it's so subjective. And also, when you hear another name, you, 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 you stray your – opinion to something else like you just said Vince McMahon like obviously uh, I wasn't even thinking I'm thinking wrestlers we were talking about the Mount Rushmore wrestling Vince McMahon has to be on that uh, Mount Rushmore about the case and also you just said Cena hell man I you said that you said you would hate to put him in front of Undertaker some of these other guys but you're right about Cena I mean Cena has was on top longer than Hogan and Steve Austin were combined if you do the math as far as years in WWF slash E. So, yeah, I mean, Cena makes a really, 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 really good uh, case of, of getting on that Mount Rushmore as well. So, I mean, there's, it's just so subjective, but also a very interesting conversation because I'm really interested in seeing what the other callers have to say as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with any of the names that Firefighter Brian threw out. He obviously uh, respects the history of the sport and understands that there are people that come before those are guys that paved the road to the guys that we grew up loving and to the guys that our kids are going to grow up loving and so it is very tough to narrow it down to four spots but i don't think i would argue with any name that he put on there they don't deserve to be on there that's the beauty of this conversation and uh we had to put you on hold firebrighter brian because we have so many other callers uh we want to keep the conversation rolling up next our good friend Someone we haven't heard from in a while. Kathy from Cleveland is here to wave in. Ooh. Good morning, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm doing great, you guys. How are you? Hey, Kathy. Absolutely welcome back. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is very interesting because when I saw that you guys were going to talk about this, what's, what really was compelling to me is just this morning, just this morning I was – Scrolling through, I think it was Twitter, yeah. And I don't know who the guy was, but there was a little interview segment where he was talking to Hulk Hogan. And it was a recent interview. I don't know. People have probably seen it. But they were talking about this, and this circulates everywhere. And so I was listening to him, and they asked him the same question. And I just was thinking about this in my head, and then I saw – how you guys were going to talk about this. And I thought, wow, <laughs> what are the odds of that? That was just interesting to me. And who did, who, did, so who, did, who, who did Hulk Hogan say was on his list? Do you remember? Okay. Yes. Yes, I do. Because you know what? I'm a writer, so I have to write stuff down or I will totally forget. So, yes. So Hogan, of course, he did say himself, which I agree with. And he said Ric Flair and um, Andre – you guys have mentioned and he said oh gosh who else did he say here oh randy so yeah and i i see what he's saying about that and i agree um but there's like like brian was just saying you have to look at there's so many things like 
I know I wrote a post a few years ago, which this is a similar topic, but everybody talks about the goat. You know, who's your goat? Who's your goat? And I wrote about that. And that's even harder because that's graceful. That's one person, you know, so that that circulates as well. But I think, too, like what he was saying, it's generational because maybe who we pick, you know, isn't going to be what a different generation might pick. You know, we were more with the 80s, but we respect the longevity. And I'm sure you all remember my previous call because it was all about WrestleMania 6 and I, you know, I'm way into the warrior. And so people probably would assume, oh, yeah, he's going to pick Ultimate Warrior. Um, I would, but then I wouldn't. He's my goat in other ways. But I see what people are saying because it has to be about other things too, like merchandise and are you just picking because they were your favorites or are you going to pick because of their relationship in the business and what they contributed and maybe their gimmick, you know, and, and there's so many names. Um, so I do like Hogan's list. I mean, I would add warrior for my own personal reasons, but you know, that's way different, but yeah, there's so many people but i i do like his list and in i think that you know kind of speaks volumes but i know there's going to be a lot of other people and i i like that brian brought up you know john cena and i think too down the road this conversation is going to go on because you're going to probably have other people years from now saying roman reigns because of what he's contributed and are you basing on championships i mean so I think everybody has their own their own criteria, but um, so yeah, I yeah, I kind of like Hogan's. I it's so hard though. Like, and you guys mentioned so many names as well. You know, Stone Cold, The Rock, Flair. I mean, you know, and Andre, of course, and Bret Hart. I mean, you could say Triple H even, and all of those things. And so Shawn Michaels. Yeah. No one mentioned Shawn Michaels yet. Shawn Michaels, another one. You know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, there's, (laughs) there's so many. So that's just my gun it as far as choosing, you know, like everybody's going to just pick who they want, but I think there's criteria and I think there's other things to consider. I like that Brian was going back though, but, but I see what you're saying too, Tommy, because you, you know, it's all money. Like you can look at it that way and say, well, who's, who's bringing the bus in the seats and keeping people there and, um, but, yeah, it's a great, great topic. And um, I like that you guys had your choices, and I, I didn't get a chance to listen last week. But, um, yeah, so it's definitely a cool, a cool one to yeah, consider. I, I, so so what, what, uh, what would your list be that you said you liked Paul Kogan's? Is that the yeah. one you would go off of, or is that, that's the four you would pick then? I, I would, yeah. I mean, yes, I would pick Warrior, but um, – I don't know. I don't know who I'd replace with him. I don't want to be extremely biased. I try to be open-minded, and I know a lot of their their careers and, and what they, you know, contributed. And, you know, but then there's other things, too. People base it on, like, um, like ability factor and, you know, all of those things. And um, But, yeah, no, I, I liked his list. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely something that's <laughs> – definitely going to be out there, I think, for a long, long time. So and I, I like who you guys said, too. And so, yeah, it'll be cool to hear what other people have to say. So, um, 
yeah, it's definitely a great topic. So I'm glad I called in. I got I got to speak to you both again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you calling in and uh, definitely do some more in the future. Yes, yes. I, I will have to do that. Yeah, this is a busy weekend. My daughter's birthday, she was born on a Memorial Day, and her birthday is on Memorial Day this year. So Nice. Happy birthday. Cool. Yes, thank you. Yeah, 17. She'll be 17. So, yeah, so we we have a lot going on. But um, And congratulations to you, Tommy, as well for everything, that, you know, the, the WrestleCon and all that that you did. And it was phenomenal. I heard a lot about it. So um, Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. But, all yeah, right, I'll well, be, th- it'll be interesting to hear who else has to say anything about Yes, this. keep listening. Thank you for calling and weighing in, I Kathy. Will. We really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys so much. All right, there you go, Tommy. The conversation rolls on. The Mount Rushmore hey, of professional wrestling. Real, 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 real quick, before we, get, we go to the next caller, like I said, it, it's so hard to narrow it down the four names. Like, I mean, we both agree that Hogan and Stone Cold should be on there. The rest is really subjective, and there's so many different ways you can do it. I think a, a better conversation is names that – I mean, we could continue doing it, but, like, also the, the add to the conversation, names that should be in the mix to be in that four. You know what I'm saying? Because it is so subjective. Like, obviously, Bret Hart's name would be in the mix. Obviously, you know uh, – I mean, there's tons of guys. The Rock's name would have to be in the, the, the mix. I mean, there's uh, Roddy Piper. We haven't mentioned Roddy Piper yet. Roddy Piper, his name has to be in the mix. There's Ultimate Warrior. There's so many different names, and uh, that's what we should be definitely having that conversation as well, you know? Listen, if I was in charge of the Pro Wrestling National Park and I could have more than one mountain, I would probably have a Mount Rushmore of villains, of heels, I'd have a pro uh, wrestling Mount Rushmore of baby faces. I'd probably have a tag team one, maybe technical wrestlers. Another, another episode, guys. Another I, yeah, I'd, I'd fill up a whole national park with different Mount Rushmores. But today we're talking about one and only four spots. And the interesting question, Tommy, becomes not who's on yours, but it, let's say you name four guys. I could easily bring up a fifth guy that should be on here and I go, why did you keep him off? And then all of a sudden I got you rethinking your Mount Rushmore because, like you said, there's so many names that could go on this mountain, and I just love hearing everyone's opinions. Uh, we're going to take the next caller, Tommy. This is Danny from Butler, and i got to believe he's got one heck of a Mount Rushmore wrestling for us. Danny, good morning, sir. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, uh, always a pleasure. Tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, subject today. Um, uh, we could go on for hours we could go on for days you know it's very 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 hard to be objective about this uh topic i mean obviously you know we're more every person is going to be more subjective to you know you know the era they grew up and um you know like i said every uh, different era eight you know but there's the you know beginning of time the 70s the 80s you know till now you know you we all mentioned old kogan rightfully so He's got to be at the first one there. He's the, you know, Babe Ruth of wrestling, without a doubt. He probably wouldn't be talking right now if he wasn't for Hogan, who really brought wrestling to the mainstream during the rock and, you know, rock and, rock and wrestling era in the, you know, mid-'80s. Um, went into Hollywood, obviously, before that, we're, you know, playing in Rocky III. Um, the second one, I have to add, uh, you know, just because, 
he was just as big a star in the second biggest North American promotion, obviously Ric Flair in the NWA. You know, you could say, you know, what you got to say, he's definitely deserving. You know, he was just as big as Hogan on a smaller, you know, market. Obviously, it wasn't as, uh, you know, WWF was more global. You know, the the NWA was more territorial, you know, concentrated into the, you know, the Carolinas and the, the, you know, more down south. But, you know, you could say he was um, definitely – you know the, the 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 guy that you know steered the ship for the NWA slash WCW. Um, as far as uh, technical wrestling is concerned, you got to throw Brett in there. You know I don't think there's anybody any better than him when it came to just you know in 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 ring technical sound you know sound uh, professional wrestling. I don't think nobody is, was better than Brett at you know perfecting his craft. You know and as far as longevity and being able to reinvent himself, I got to throw in The Undertaker. Um, you know, the the amount of time he spent just with one company, one promotion, you know, going from the his original gimmick, you know, when he first came in uh, in the Survivor Series in 90, then he reinvented himself as the American Badass, you know, no, no, I'm sorry, was it the, the Ministry, then the American Badass, you know, like I said, someone that was able to adapt within the time and kept his character fresh, you know, and, you know, definitely, you know, had an impact uh, on the business. You know, Undertaker is definitely, just look at it, you know, just look at the WrestleMania record. You know, I don't think it should have been broken, but that's a, you know, topic from another, for another episode. But it's so, so many, so many wrestlers that I know I'm leaving now is so hard to narrow it down. Like, you know, uh, Firefighter Brian mentioned, you know, you're leaving out guys, you know, obviously Japan, you could bring up, you know, uh, Antonio Inoki, you know, if you're looking at every region, uh, Puerto Rico, you could say Pedro Morales, Carlos Colon, uh, you know, Mexico, you know, Mil Mascaras, you know, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, the Guerrero family, you go on and on and on, you know, this subject is like I said, it's such a great subject. We go on and on, but um, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I'm going to let everybody else uh, give their uh, two cents in. Danny, thank you so much, brother. That's a heck of a Mount Rushmore you listed. Hogan, Flair, Bret Hart, and The Undertaker. I don't think you could argue that any of those four deserve to be left off a mountain. And so, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's a fantastic monument, sir. Well done. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, guys. Well, you guys uh, have a wonderful weekend, uh, Tommy. I'm sure you're going to have a great show uh, on Saturday. I wish I could make it. Unfortunately, I'll be working. But uh, you guys have a great weekend and a great holiday. So and I'll talk to you, you guys too, uh, next week. Hey, you too. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, Danny. Yeah, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Tommy. Those are two names that definitely have impacted the business and changed the landscape of wrestling. I mean, if you look at the boom period, everybody talks about the wrestling business being circular and there's ups and there's downs. And you got to think who are the guys that are steering the ship on the upswing? You know, those are some of the guys that are, that are impacting the business the most, both Bret Hart and the undertaker were involved in wrestling you could argue in a downswing and in an upswing. And so it's interesting when you have a guys who have longevity to their career, kind of how the landscape changes while they're active. And then you got to look at the legacy they leave behind. But yeah, that's a solid four from Danny from Butler. Tom, we're going to keep the conversation rolling. 
keep picking up the slam line. Again, if you're listening and you want to weigh in on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling, the call-in number is 516-595-8295. Next up, Babyface Brian from Chico, California. Babyface, good morning, and welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Tommy. I hope you guys are both doing great. Um, this morning, is one of those sir. subjects that – good morning. Yeah, this is uh this is one of those ones like we all say that you could just go round and round for days. Um if you're thinking like founding fathers of wrestling, uh, you know, like Mount Rushmore, they did it all those years ago and and so there's you know, not that we've had the the best president since then. It's probably a great list, but with wrestling it's so difficult with all the eras, but uh if you're just going old school, of course, Gorgeous George like Brian said, um Vern Gagne kept the AWA, which was, you know, huge and fed into all these other promotions and uh, trained, you know, so many people. Uh, Lou Thez uh, had the, the title for an enormous amount of time and traveled all over the country. Uh, Bruno Sammartino with his two runs. Those would be four guys that, like, if you're talking founding fathers that, that you know, G- Gorgeous George with the you know golden era of television coming in, that got so many eyes on wrestling and fans all around the country into it. And then uh, Ganya keeping the AWA going, Luthez with the traveling champion at the NWA for all those years, and San Martino in the in the New York area. All these all these guys kept their promotions afloat and kept you know the fan base there. Where I don't know if you start counting in uh, inflation dollars, that's where I'd say you know Hogan going 250 to 300 nights a year. It probably outdraws uh, Austin when you, you calculate in inflation, but uh, but yeah, if you're, if you're going, you know, founding fathers, those are four. If you're going, uh, my own personal like, looking back, who are the four guys that uh, would be on my list of guys I want to watch? You know, you got Roddy Piper and all of his uh, influence for so many years. Randy Savage. Um, Bobby Heenan as a you know manager slash bumper slash wrestler before that, and uh, Bret Hart just for his wrestling capabilities. Those are like the four guys now looking back that that you know I probably like the most. If you're just going uh, you know 80s, you got Hogan and Flair and and you know maybe Hogan Piper Flair and Dusty in the mm-hmm. two biggest promotions. And Dusty Dusty is a booker, but also he. Like superstar Billy Graham, Dusty, and, and superstar. There's when you talk to guys a little bit older than than us three, um, Dusty is just a huge name on the list of uh, of, of influential guys. Um, and and you know just 80s uh, WWF. You know Hulk, Andre, Piper, Savage. That's that's a you know four. So it's it's just such a loaded question depending on on where you're going with the. Uh, uh, with the how you're going to categorize it, but I've loved all the conversations so far, and I, all the all these names are deserving. So it's it's so hard to narrow down. It's just like you said at the top of the program, where you ask me right now, you ask me in ten minutes. It's it's different list depending on what you're going by. So uh, loaded question for sure. Listen, I love that you brought up Bobby the Brain Heenan for a candidate to be on some version of a Mount Rushmore. Me because too. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and Firefighter Brian brought up Vince McMahon himself. And so when we get start talking about the Rushmore wrestling, my brain automatically goes to wrestlers. But if you start talking about people who impacted the industry, yeah, of course, Vince McMahon. 
Of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan. How can you leave those two guys off of your monument if you're paying, if you're making a monument of pro wrestling? And so, yeah, this is a loaded question for sure, Babyface Brian. You hit it right on the head there. And that's what I love about it is you can go round and round, and then the conversation is, well, yeah, if you pick those four guys, how do you leave off a of Bobby the Brain Heenan? You know, what do you do for him? And so, yeah, this is a great conversation for that very reason. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I also, like Piper being uh, – go ahead. No, I was just going to say I, I think a, a, a future episode, Jay and, and Brian, is that I think we should do – Jay's idea is coming up with Mount Rushmore's for different categories, like the top four biggest WWF stars ever, w, NWA stars, WCW stars, the top four – you know, baby faces ever, heels ever, just like Jay was saying, like, so more people can get their flowers because, uh, you know, there's so many out there that deserve yeah. it, you know? Yeah, and, and if we're talking four faces, sure, all these names are great, but it's, like, really tough to uh, not combine the Road Warriors as far as mm-hmm. the influence they've had over the, the tag team industry and the money that they drew in multiple promotions. So, I mean, it, it's just such a – it's just such a – it's one of those questions that you love – but you also hate it because it's like <laughs> you can't you can't narrow it down. So, so I'll, put, I'll, put uh, two, I'll put you two guys on the spot. I'll put you two guys on the spot right now, uh, since you're still on with us, Brian. If I was to say, you know, and, and you don't really have any chance to only think about it, you just got to give me your four off the top of your head. Who would be on both of your guys, Mount Rushmore for tag team wrestling? Oh, so I'm I'm ready. If I'd go. Uh, uh, Road Warriors, uh, the Bulldogs, who pretty much uh, revolutionized the uh, the WWF tag team scene with their style, uh, the Hart Foundation, and then again, just I got to go to my my realm um, uh, of time. I didn't watch them as much, but the two the combinations of the Midnight Express with uh, with Jim Cornette and the Rock and Roll Express. Those those are some names up there that I didn't get to see them much, but I know what an influence they had over that time. And I'll I'll just go Midnight Express with the Edge, uh, you know, even though they've multiple members. So I guess those would be my four for uh, for tag teams. Without considering all the greatness we've had with you know Dudley Boys, Usos, uh, all the guys over the last thirty years. So anyway, we're that, getting old. That is a, this is a tricky one too because my. Now that you just said the Dudley Boys, I mean, how do you, how do they? They're probably the most decorated uh, as right. far as championships of all time. How are they? They, they? they, in my opinion, I think they would have to be on the all-time Mount Rushmore. But again, like, how do you? You just said those names, and I agree with everyone you just said. But then you could send someone could jump in, like they said, and says, "Okay, well, how is Jerry and Jack Briscoe on that list?" And you're like, "Oh shit, Jerry and Jack Briscoe." So then, yeah, it, it's a fun conversation because I'm sure that we just start mentioning tag teams. The same situations that happen. Like, oh shit, I forgot those guys. I forgot those guys. It's 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 a, it's a fun topic, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you got you know Pat Patterson and uh, Ray Stevens. You know, when I used to talk about wrestling with my old boss, that he'd start going into uh, you know, depends on that geek of what I believe that was uh, Ray Stevens would you know say that all the time, and that was what drew him to to wrestling growing up in the Bay Area was Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens. You know, another tag team from days gone by, but influenced so many fans to click on that TV when wrestling was coming on. Yeah. I mean, and, and we didn't, 
we didn't mention demolition in this tag team conversation, and uh, we didn't even. I mean, obviously the Bolsheviks have a have a spot reserved on any tag team Mount Rushmore, and so <laughs> we're really I, I just looking for that. the other three. We're really just looking for the other three teams. Yeah, and uh, you know, getting to you know, demolition and powers of pain as far as just nice guys, geez, you know, and, yeah. and killer bees too. Getting to spend some time around those guys at '80s wrestling con, it's just like, man, you couldn't meet a, a better bunch of guys. And uh, and I'll get I'll get off the phone, let some other callers talk, but I I know that September 30th is coming up for '90s wrestling con if I'm right on the date, but I don't know if Tommy uh, has any announcements about that. I'd love to hear them later in the show if you have any. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll announce them right now. So we're still working on uh, the, the guest list, and 90swrestlingcon.com has been purchased, and there's a, a screen up to join the mailing list. i gotta, I got to transfer that over and, 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 and beg Jeff and Jay to help me out with this one because, uh, as you can see on the, uh, the website, it's nothing compared to his work. So I need to butter him up and tell him I'm going to send him a restaurant.com gift card for him and his family next week to go out on a – night out in the time for a nice steak dinner to help me out. But, yeah, it should hopefully be up in the next week or so. And, and, and so far we have uh, Team 3D. We're just talking about the Dudleys. We have those guys booked uh, to be there. Uh, also, we're going to do a little WCW action from the 90s. We have Glacier and Ernest the Cat Miller. We have uh, Kevin Kelly, former WWF announcer. And uh, – also, we have um, – there's one more we have uh, signed so far. Oh, the Nasty Boys, Nobs and Sags. Right? So we're working right. on names right now as we speak, and hopefully in the next week or so we'll have plenty more to announce. And then also hopefully in the next week or so, uh, 90swrestlingcon.com will be uh, up and running, depending on if I uh, get do that steak dinner or not. <laughs> I'm I'm jealous of all the folks that are out in the New Jersey area. I'm sure I won't be able to make it to that one, but I know that you'll put on a hell of a show. Thank you, brother. All right, you guys have all a good right. weekend, and I'll, I'll keep listening. Sounds good, babyface. Thank you so much. Yeah, he brought up great names as well, and then when you throw in tag teams, Tommy, the conversation can just keep going on and on forever, which is the beauty of this particular topic. we got two other callers waiting on hold. We're going to jump into them, and then uh, we're going to get your final weigh-in on your oh, four, what, what, Tommy. What, what, one, one sec before we jump to the next caller. We, there's a tag team we didn't mention that you're like, I can't believe we didn't just mention them, and, and it'll, it'll rewind our conversation back. The Wild Samoans. Yeah, man. When you think about impact on wrestling and now the legacy and the heritage that has followed them and what that's meant to the whole industry. Yeah, I mean. We definitely should do that episode in the future, though, where we have different categories. Yeah. Because it makes for a very interesting. And, and you can see right now the, 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 the podcast is just flying by because everyone's insight and perspective is, is awesome and everyone's right. So it's cool to hear different opinions, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely it. And yeah, you're right. Everybody's right. Cause I, we haven't heard a name that we've gone. What, why would you put them on there? Because yeah, th- there is no wrong answer. Well, maybe there is, well, I guess we'll find out with our next caller. This is a guy who I, I don't think has checked into the show since I got the pleasure of sitting front row with him at ISPW rock and wrestling. The ratings are probably going to go through the roof, Tommy, because it's time. Toto Tom. Good morning, sir. 
funny you mentioned that. I was just reading the Wrestling Observer newsletter by the highly esteemed Dave Meltzer, and it says that the ratings have plummeted the last four <laughs> weeks because Total with Tom has not been on. So I am giving a shout-out to this podcast to save it from the dredge that I've been listening to the last four weeks. Uh, I also want to say that I'm very upset that I didn't make it to Jeopardy uh, at 80s Wrestling Con because so many fans were coming up to me asking me for photos that I was busy taking pictures with them, and I demand a participation. I demand a, I want to be in Jeopardy with Fireman Brian and Babyface Brian, who, by the way, congratulations, Babyface Brian, for winning Jeopardy. Congratulations, Tommy Fierro, for having a successful 80s wrestling company. And it was once again my pleasure hanging out with Jumping Jim at ISPW Rock and Wrestling. It was a wonderful, wonderful evening and actually the whole day. Listen to this. This is really really cool, and I want to mention this, uh, what a good guy Tony Watan really is. Uh, Jumping Jay told me off the air that you had got him a front row ticket to ED's Wrestling Con as a surprise, which is super cool. And uh, how, how was it like spending the, the night with him watching the show? Uh, what what some of the things, because Jay is not a, you know, a regular, you know, ISW fan like you are, where you're at every event. I mean, it's great that he was at that event because it, it was an awesome show. But who did you see Jeff and Jay pop and Fern reacting to the most? So with Tom. Uh, he had a, a total, uh, you know, he marked out just by sitting next to Babyface Brian and I. I mean, he was pleased. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> We, we we had a very very good time. I mean, and, you know, and his wife kept on saying, "Hey, when are you coming back? I got to go pick you up." And he's like, "Oh, I'm having too much fun with these guys. Leave me alone." <laughs> True story. Good, good. I'm glad. True, True story. story. Listen, I will say it, it was it was awesome sitting next to me. Uh, he's Brian. The sign that I brought for uh, Maven and uh, Tina San Antonio. Remember that? Oh, listen, Total with Tom is an uber super fan of ISPW Wrestling. And so we just kind of followed his lead. We cheered for who he was excited for. We booed who he – and he came with props. He had signs. He pulled off one of the greatest sign fiascos I've ever seen. He brought three duplicate signs because he knew Maven was going to rip them up. And so he just kept flashing a new one until he frustrated Maven, and Maven finally gave up. Total with Tom bested Maven. That rock and wrestling. I saw it firsthand. Okay, so that was today's topic. And you know what? Uh, this is a great topic because I went onto the Facebook page, you know, when you guys announced what you're going to be talking about in the 80s Wrestling Podcast. I have not seen so many comments before on the Facebook page as I have for this topic. Um, I just want to awesome. give a shout-out to one of the uh, Facebook followers. His name is Matty Lee. And his Mount Rushmore, I thought, was outside the box. He put down El Santo, which is like the Hulk Hogan of Mexico, Ricky Dozan, who is the Hulk Hogan of, you know, Japan, and he has Lou Fez and Gorgeous George. I love that Mount Rushmore because it's diverse. It really encompasses what, you know, wrestling is all about. Um, mine, Mount Rushmore, and I think I said this to um, Jumping Jim maybe about a week ago, um, first and foremost, Gorgeous George has to be on it because without Gorgeous George, we don't have the type of wrestling that we have today. He was the person ever to come out to the ring with a gimmick. He had his manager. He was the first person to come out with music. He was the first heel in pro wrestling. So without Gorgeous George, what we are watching today may not have happened. Um, 
My next one is Hulk Hogan, obviously, because I think he is the biggest name of all in professional wrestling, even though I am not a Hulk Hogan fan. And then my number three would be uh, Ric Flair, who I am a fan of, because of his longevity and his endurance and his comeback story, breaking his back in an airplane crash in 1975, and the ability to put other wrestlers over and to hold numerous world titles in the NWA and WWF and have long, great storytelling matches, matches that would be 45 minutes long, one hour long, and the guy did it six, seven times a week. And my last Mount Rushmore uh, face is going to be someone a little different. I understand about Steve Austin. I understand about The Rock. I think they were also a, how can I say, they were a part of that resurgence in the late 90s of the Attitude Era. Um, And they had a lot to do with it. But everybody was over in the 90s. But there's just one guy who I'd like to put on my Mount Rushmore who hasn't been mentioned yet. And I'm not going to say who he is first, but I'm just going to say this. He is a wrestler who can wrestle different styles. He can do luchador. He can do um, cruiserweight. He can do heavyweight. He changes his gimmick every few years. Okay? He is a rock star. He has his own Jericho. band. He, yes, Chris Jericho. He has his own cruise. He has the Jericho Cruise. He has his own podcast. He's written numerous books. And he has gimmick after gimmick, and he's changed himself over 20 years. And he's a star right now in another promotion. And I think he is the face of that promotion when it's all said and done. I think Chris Jericho deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore. Once again, Totoa Tom has left everyone with their mouths on the floor drooling because they just can't comprehend the greatness of himself. Well, I'll say, I'll say oh, this. When you, when you list the resume of Chris Jericho like you just did, it's, it's hard to argue, but I will be honest. He is not a name that popped on my head until you, until you brought it up, which is why this conversation is so great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. About it. Jericho, yeah. he's, he's done a lot. You're 100 percent right. 100 percent right. And that he has, now, he has very, an argument as well. Now I want to get the other last caller on, uh, but I just want to mention that I'm very excited for this Saturday night. Um, I am a little apprehensive though about Tito Santana, and I am a fan of Tito Santana, Tommy. And I want you to know that I watched WrestleMania with him. Uh, excuse me, the Royal Rumble with him, and um, had a great time. But I am a little skeptical about his appearance this Saturday night. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Um, at 80s uh, Rock and Wrestling, Jay and I both didn't understand how Maven was able to produce his own handcuffs <laughs> when he handcuffed himself to Dave LaGreca in the heavyweight championship match. On what universe is that, does that happen? Where was our commissioner? Our commissioner was not there. Our commissioner did not lay down the law. And now you have him involved in the biggest match of the year this Saturday night. I'm a little skeptical about what's going to happen. What, what's your, what's your, what's your, if you had to give a prediction, what's your, what's your outcome? I'm rooting heavily for Rick Recon, but as I said, with Tito as the referee and Maven in the corner of Bull James, I don't have a good feeling about this. Well, yeah, and also remember, Tito Santana has been, 
a baby face his entire life. He's never, ever, ever in his entire career been a heel. That's an interesting topic he just brought up there. Very interesting. Toto with Tom out. Could you imagine? I mean, obviously, I I, uh, I know. I mean, we can't really, you know, we can't you can't not know that I know what's going on. I know what's going to happen. But the thing he just brought up, you know, how newsworthy would that be, Jumpin' Jay, if something like that happened, if Tito turns on uh, on, on Rick Recon and helped Maven and Bull James retain the title. Now, I'm not saying that's the finish at all. I'm, I can't say anything. I'm the into my promotion, but him just bringing it up, uh, that would be that would be pretty jaw dropping, wouldn't it? Tito Santana waits until he's seventy years of age to get his heel turn. Yeah, I would I would say that would make the dirt sheets. Interesting, interesting finish, and uh, and, and and remember, uh, and I will say this as, as the last thing: as a promoter, uh, you, you always want to get people talking. So well, let me ask having yeah again. I'm going to ask you this: Have 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 at any of the ISPW shows since Rock and Wrestling has the Ace Darling super kick to Rick Recon been addressed? Is that is that issue been laid to rest yet? It hasn't, but I just found out that Ace Darling will be in attendance uh, this Saturday at. Uh, ISW's big Memorial Day weekend show, so it, it could possibly get addressed this weekend at, at at the event. I'm just thinking, man. The referee played a big part in that rock and wrestling uh, main event, and so maybe the referee this time around, Mr. Tito Santana himself, will play an important role as well. And so, yeah, you have my interest peaked. Uh, I wish I could be there front row with Toto with Tom and Babyface Brian watching Tito Santana hand out some flying forearms. That'd be a treat. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm excited that Tito is going to be the referee uh, for this match. Again, it's Bull James, uh, who's now had the title over 200 days with Maven in his corner against Rick Recon with Busted Open Radio's Dave LaGreca in his corner. Uh, who, who's, your, who's your pick? You were just at the, the big show well, a couple weeks back. Here, here's what I will say. If there's any wrestler on the ISPW roster that doesn't need somebody in his corner, it's Bull James. That guy is a tank. Like, he, he is a walking, rolling he's, In person, tank. he's gigantic, isn't he? He's, he's huge. gigantic in person. He's huge. And then you look at Rick Recon, who's kind of got the slimmer, you know, early 90s Shawn Michaels kind of vibe to him. Uh, it, it's impressive that Rick Recon's even – signed on the dotted line to crawl back into that ring against the human tank, Bull James, because that guy is a mountain of a man. So I, I'm a hard time. I, I'm a huge Rick Recon supporter. I think he's got kind of a similar chase going on that Cody Rhodes has. You want to say, you want to see Rick Recon reach the top of the mountain, but when he's in the ring against the mountain himself, Bull James, I got a hard time seeing him pull it off. And so my prediction, Bull James retains. There you go. And, and speaking of mountain, it's going to be on the mountain, Angara Mountain. Again, Woodland Park, New Jersey, this Saturday, ISPW called Garrett Mountain Mania, our big Memorial Day weekend show. 
Uh, like I said, that did the heavyweight title match. Also, former WWE stars collide when Snitsky goes one-on-one with Appa Jr. Crowbar has issued an open challenge for anyone to take him on this Saturday. It would be very interesting to see who is going to accept the Crowbar Memorial Day weekend open challenge. Also, we're going to have you know the uh, three title matches. Besides the heavyweight title match, the ISW Tri-State title will be on the line with GKM defending against Ray Kalitri, Joey Ace, and TJ Epics. You're also going to see Vicious Vicky defend the ISW women's title against Adina Steele. And then, <laughs> excuse me, the now will defend the ISW tag team titles against the Silk City Kings. All this and much more again. And Hornswoggle will be the special GM for the night. Uh, for more information, head over to ISPWWrestling.com. Jumpy J, now that you know my big memorial. And then, and then Sunday, Jumpy J, it gets even better, right, for this on Sunday. So Saturday is the big ISPW show. Now on Sunday, I am going to my first annual Stromboli Sisters Memorial Day Weekend Barbecue. Wow. You know that's going to be yummy, yummy. Quake burgers all around. That is going to be yummy. Those are big, big weekend plans. I love that you say first annual because that means it's happening again next year and the year after that and the year after that. Yes, the first annual yeah. Stromboli Sister Memorial Day weekend barbecue. And then obviously on Monday is Memorial Day. Jeffrey J., what is your big plans this weekend? A little bit of work, a little bit of play, maybe some yard work, enjoy the weather, definitely fire up the grill, put some burgers or some steaks or something down on there, but just kind of enjoy some family time. Uh, this weekend no big shows for me the stromboli sister uh, barbecue invite must have got lost in the snail mail on the way to minnesota here but uh <laughs> no it should be it should be a very nice weekend maybe, maybe maybe you could be a part of the first annual stromboli sisters halloween party uh maybe you Whoa, are they doing that are they doing that the stromboli sisters are really taking uh uh, their their Stromboli sister title here and, and making the most of it, cashing in on it. I love it. Yes, I, I can I can visualize it now. It's going to be you know remember remember the Saturday night's main event back in '85, the, the Halloween yes. episode where there were bobbing for apples. I can picture like Bull James and Rick Leacock <laughs> bobbing for apples, and you're dressed up as like <laughs> I'm just having a little fun here. But listen, man, I hope you and your family have a great weekend. Everyone at home. Hope you guys will have a great weekend. Anyone that lives in the New Jersey area, stop over to the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey, on Route 23, right in the beginning of Sussex County. And, again, if you're in the area, come out this Saturday, Garrett Mountain, 6 p.m., Woodland Park, New Jersey, for ISPW's Garrett Mountain Mania. Until next week, we'll check you out right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.